All right, last night at the festivities, ironically out in Vegas, the most recent starting quarterback for the Raiders, who's going to be a pretty, I think, hot commodity. Because this is different from Mitch Trubisky and the guys that were available this past offseason. Derek Carr has legitimate starting quarterback chops in the National Football League. We've seen him lead in times of adversity, but he also... This year, when the going got tough, he kind of got a little, you know, full of himself and left the building and said, I'm out of here. So a lot of that, a lot of that, you know, courage and goodwill he he bought last year, Chris, Mm -hmm. with everybody who thought he was a great leader, you know, leading in times of difficulty with Coach Gruden being uh, exiting and, you know, Basaccia having to take over uh, during that season, leading them to the playoffs, obviously playing a competitive game against Cincinnati in that first Mm -hmm. round game. A lot of that goodwill that he bought that season, he kind of sold late this year by leaving the team the way that he did. So there there are a lot of people that looked at that and said, hey, man, you know, last year we were were raising you up because Mm -hmm. you were crying, you were stepping up, you were trying to lead that team under in a time of adversity. So now when the adversity affects affects you directly – you just say, "Hey, man, I'm taking my ball and I'm leaving the organization." Did he did he leave completely on his own, or was it kind of suggested, "Hey, um, this is going to be a major black cloud slash distraction"? Your bet. I mean, how do you feel about if we just say, "Okay, that you know." If I'm a player, I can't be painted in that light. I have to That's do fair. everything I can not to That's be painted fair. in a negative light. Have a lot light. of people gone hard at him? I have not seen that. Oh, I, yeah, I, dude, okay. social media was killing Carr. All right, see, I, I, I did not see that, Absolutely. but maybe I, I missed it. I the mean, people, it was just... there, there are columns. Okay. I mean, there are everything for okay. him because he left the team. Right. It's not that he sat there as but a do we know? Do, do we know definitively, again, it was 100% his again, decision? you can't be allowed to be painted in that position. Right. You have to tell Josh McDaniels, even mm-hmm. if you have to sit across the table from him and go, F you, dude. Mm. I'm not being painted in That's that fair. light as some selfish SOB. Did McDaniels ever come out and say anything that, hey, we we told him to go home? Or no. We, 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 no. N- n- nothing. Okay. I, so I missed that whole thing. I mean, obviously, I knew that he had been benched, and I knew that he had left. I did not know whether that was a a you know like a mute uh, kind of a, one of those can't painted be, as a mutual parting be, of the ways type thing. Doesn't or, matter, you know, whatever. It, unless you, if they weren't going to release him at that time, mm-hmm. you can't send a guy home. It, it when you if, when you paint the picture that you're sending him mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. that you don't even want him on the sidelines. They're supporting the guys he has bled with, played with, fought with, you know, for several seasons now with the Raiders. He is now being painted as a selfish individual because when the going got tough, he left the team, left the building completely. All those guys that he cried about fighting with and, you know, getting to the playoffs with last year. The going got tough, he got replaced, and now he left the building completely. Okay? That in itself is one of the things that people really took him to task for, Mm -hmm. and he burned up some of that. A cachet that he built up last year. Let's go back to the phones. Line two, we start with Bones. What's up, Bones? My main man, J.P. Finley and the Rooster. <laughs> man, thanks for taking my call. Wait a second, guys. Bones. Hang up. Hang up on him. Wait a second, Bones. Wait a second. No, no, no. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. Hey, Pete, my man. Hey, Pete, I'm sorry, Pete. <laughs> 
Hey, Pete, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's my fault, man. You know, hey, Pete. You yes. know I used to smoke that boat 30 years ago, man. So that stuff kick in every now and then, man. You know, <laughs> for that boat. <laughs> that stuff kick in every now and then. Hey, Pete, my bag, man. Hey, look. Hey, look. Check it out, man. We can't, we can't afford, man, to bring that attitude to this organization right now, man. Especially with the, how the conditions are, man. You know, we're, we treading on shallow water ourselves, man, you know. So we don't need no more negative attitudes up in here, man. That vibe that uh, Dave, that Derek Carr can bring, man, you know, can be real infectious, right? And like I said, like the first caller said, man, you know, I'm, I'm willing, man, to go with uh, uh, Hal and Heineke, man, and get something out of the draft that we can coach up, man, you know. But, man, you know, uh, it's all about getting that them, them offensive linemen and them linebackers in here, man, you know, and wait for the new organization to take over, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at, man, you know. Hey, look, hey, 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 Rooster, man, I heard you and Paulie, man, y'all be going hard, man, you know. But what I try to do, man, because I know that it's a very, very fragile topic right. to be discussing, right? Right. I stay away from them, them race, them race issues. Well, you know I, what I mean? I'd, I I'd mean, love, I'd love to, Bones. Stories, yeah, man. here's the deal, Bones. I I, Bones, I'd love to just talk about, hey, how great of a fit D'Amico Ryan's is as the head coach of the Houston. I'd love to do that. I'm not the one that keeps bringing it up, you know, that they yeah, hired and yeah, fired two yeah, black coaches before that, you know? Yeah, I stay away from that, man, because, you know, them type of topics right there can get you all stressed out. Oh, I, hear I don't even look at them type of I don't even look at them type of programs and stuff, man. I stay away from that topic altogether, man, you know, because we all out here down here trying to do the best we can. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thanks, Appreciate you, I love you, y'all. Peace. Take care. All right. Uh, it's Russell and J.P. Finley on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. <gasps> Pete has left us to go hang out with uh, Brian Mitchell uh, over on the other side of the aisle. Uh, It's like Republicans and Democrats around here, and we're just separated by, like, some fake aisle. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) Bones. (laughs) My man. Uh, So I was just looking this up. Um, Now, again, this is just a report, okay? But it was one of the first ones that came up uh, about when Carr got benched. He has left the team and it notes with their permission to avoid being a distraction, according to a source to Jeff Howe. Now, I don't know if that's a Derek Carr source or if that's a Raiders source. I have no idea. But here, here, here's the one thing that I will say. He probably should have been with his team as Taylor Heineke was, but Taylor Heineke's not Derek Carr, um, as Matt Ryan was. Okay, which is maybe a better comparison. Matt Ryan Mm -hmm. didn't leave the Colts. Um, That being said, that being said, I can also understand how if if you're Derek Carr and, and, you know, A, you're furious, B, you're hurt, C, you look around and you say, wait a second. Am I doing more help here by standing here on the sideline and the cameras constantly on me and the storyline constantly on me every time the quarterback, whoever the quarterback was, makes a bad throw or bad decision or whatever? 
or am I doing a better service to the overall to not to Josh McDaniels? Screw Josh McDaniels. Who's the GM out there, Dave? Uh, what the hell's his name? The, the, not to Mark Davis. Right. Not to the, but the Chris, GM. The point is, is this happens in sports all the time. Players get benched. Very rarely do they ever leave the facility. I know, but do players like Derek Carr as quickly as it unraveled in Las Vegas get benched like he did? I mean, that's pretty damn quick. I mean, I, I know it's I know it's happened again. Uh, there you know, have guys been struggle many personality conflicts between players, yeah. and coaches. Do you think that's what it was? General managers, yes. There's or do the, you think it was just he turned the ball over a lot and they lost a lot of close games? And Josh McDaniels is an idiot. This is clearly uh, not an idiot. It's it clearly, in my hard, opinion, a rub between the coach and the quarterback. That's yeah, the only reason. The, that's the only reason. That relationship gets a little sideways as it is. Does that make you worry about Derek Carr, or does that say something more about Josh McDaniels? I think McDaniels is a moron. Oh, wow. I called him an idiot and felt bad. Wow. J.P. Finley taking the lumber. The results as a, the results as a head coach speak for themselves. I'm just teasing. Obviously. You know? Yeah, no. I. Uh Josh McDaniels was fired after one year in Denver or two? No, two. Remember, they made the playoffs. Right, right, Tebow right, right, one right, year. right, right, right. Tebow two. hit okay. Demarius Thomas. Demarius Thomas, uh, the late great Demarius Let Thomas, sprinted for the end zone. Is he a moron, an idiot, or is he just a a Belichickian disciple who just rubs a lot of people the wrong way? Chris, they've all sucked when they left the homestead. I know. Cornell was terrible. Mm-hmm. Patricia was terrible. Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss was awful. Um, and you've got McDaniels. Well, Brian Flores didn't suck, right? I mean, he did a pretty good job overall in Miami. A lot of people thought he was unfairly fired after Well, the three first years. year was bad. The second year was much better. They right. were trending in the right direction. So his book was kind of more incomplete. You got enough sample size. Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's decent. Mike Vrabel's Vrabel was a player, though. I don't know if Vrabel ever coached there. Uh, good point. Good point. Vrabel played there, but I don't think he coached there. Uh, he wasn't like some sort of assistant. I'll double check and look I, it up. I, I have to look it up. Pretty sure I'd looked that um, up before, though. Okay, but but either way, uh, all right, we're we're kind of circling all around here, right? If you're again, Derek Carr is the first name that you can absolutely acquire because once he becomes a free agent, I believe. The rules of having to wait until the league year to consummate a marriage do not exist. Meaning, like, he's cut on February 14th, okay, which is the last day he can be with the Raiders until that guarantee kicks in. Obviously, that that guarantee is not going to kick in. Assuming you don't have a dopey-ass team uh, like the Commanders who get desperate and who want to control the market and want to control Carr. And again, remember, he's got a no-trade clause, so he can go tell them to fly a kite and kick all the rocks in the world mm-hmm. if it's, you know, if it's the um if it's the Houston Texans that want to make a trade with the Vegas Raiders and he doesn't want to go to Houston, he can tell them to go kick all the rocks. Okay. And still because he Derek Carr is going to be a free agent on February 15th. I believe he can sign. At any point after that, before the league year starts. Now, again, you can consummate trades as the Commanders once did, or Redskins then, with Alex Smith in Kansas City, and then have to wait for the official like window to start and all that stuff. But a free agent who is released, who is, in this case, a free agent like Derek Carr can sign on February 
16th, I guess it is. So if you're one of these teams, the Jets, the Colts, the Texans, uh, maybe the Falcons, Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa's way over the cap. Carolina. Carolina. Saints. Saints. Six or seven teams right there. Derek Carr's going to get – I mean, I'd be surprised if Derek Carr didn't get $40 million a year. And and, and for our purposes, look – Derek we Carr is a guy you, I would me, be intrigued by, but not at $40 million. And it's not because I don't think he's worth $40 million. The market says he's probably worth somewhere around that range. Here, here's the problem. I don't trust, I don't trust this brain trust to make that deal, even as a free agent. Never again, no trade compensation, obviously. Even as a free agent, I don't trust this brain trust to make that deal and then to be able to figure out the remaining pieces. Saints, by the way. No shot, salary cap wise. Right now they're at minus fifty seven million. Whew. The Bucks are like minus fifty five million. Yeah, I think. Bucks. Bucks are ne- the Saints are over the most. Yeah, Bucks are second the most. Now the Saints at this time last year were about seventy million over mm-hmm. reportedly, and they got to like thirty or or thirty five million dollars under. But remember that was also with letting Teron Armstead their their best offensive lineman go. And Marcus Williams, their best offensive or their second best defensive back, going free you know agency. What, you know what would be a great place for him, but they have a veteran who's got significant injury, and you just you're you're so uncertain there. Tua, I mean uh, Miami, the Rams. Ooh, if Stafford's not a hundred percent, because he had some some significant stuff, you get up around the neck and. Stuff like that, spine, all that other stuff. That's he's got. He had a couple of different injuries working this past season. Yeah, you know, I could see, I could see him being a fit there with the Rams if somehow they could finagle salary. What about to the do 49ers? It. He's from the Bay Area, mm-hmm. right? Or, or played, he, I knew he went to Fresno. school at Fresno. Are they yeah. from that area? Uh, I would definitely. They're I think definitely they're from somewhere in California. They're, they're twenty million to the good right now. By the way, Vrabel did Vrabel's only NFL coaching experience before he got the head coaching job. With the uh, Titans was Houston Texans. Oh, okay, that's what it was. So um, I mean, San but, Francisco. But if you're twenty million, what do you said? Twenty million, forty nine. Twenty million, million to the good, like positive. Okay, so if you're the 49ers and you're looking at Trey Lance, who again, people just continue to miss the boat on this. People, I'm telling you, I'll be right on this until I'm six feet under. Trey Lance was injured in his rookie year and hardly played and then missed almost all of last year. You cannot trust him to move forward that he is going to all of a sudden be healthy. Maybe it will work, but you cannot snap your finger, and I'd be stunned if I'm Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, and they say, nope, you know what, we're going to go – just like they did last year, no, uh, and Jimmy G came back late in August um, because he had nowhere else to go and because of the unique situation. Jimmy G not coming back. Uh, what's his name? Brock Purdy is out minimum of six months, maybe nine, maybe ten, depending on what happens here. We don't know. If you're the 49ers and you know Tom Brady is not coming back, unless you can convince him there, I hop on Derek Carr immediately, and I say, look, Trey, I know we did a lot to get you. Listen here, pal. (laughs) You didn't have a lot of college experience, 
You haven't played a ton in your first two years in the NFL because of injury. Unfortunately, I can't go into essentially what amounts to be not a make or break year for Kyle and John Lynch, but a very important year, right? How long can you keep this nucleus together? Trent Williams, who is still and arguably has only gotten better since leaving Washington, Trent Williams, who is still the best left tackle in the NFL, is now talking about, hey, you know, I, I don't know how much my body can take, how much more my body can take. What do you got? More, maybe one more year of Trent Williams? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe two years? I don't know. If you're the 49ers, you cannot, you cannot under any circumstances go into next year thinking that Trey Lance is going to stay healthy, stay, is healthy, stay healthy, develops, and becomes a premier quarterback, one. Two, that Brock Purdy is going to be fine no matter what the doctors tell you right now because they don't know. They do not know. Do Certainly not know. not going to be in time for the season. In my opinion, he's not well, going to be they, ready. The, the initial one was six months. Yeah, but now there's but now se- there's second a, yeah. opinion, whatever. I mean, now they're saying it could be ten to twelve months, right? I don't know where you are on. I, I don't know where they are and where that is in and, reality. And by the way, you here's know what why, I know: I can't trust it. Guess what? You know what? We can't sign Dal- Derek Carr here in Washington. You why? know why? You know what his middle name is? Uh, Peter Dallas. Ooh. <laughs> Derek, Derek Dallas, Dallas Carr. Carr. It was fun while it lasted, Derek. What a horrible name. <laughs> Who came up with that? I mean, his parents, obviously. Yeah. Derek Dallas Carr? Derek Dallas Carr. Pakta <laughs> They're from Fresno. Oh, sorry. He's not talking like that. <laughs> They're not talking like that. That'll end that pursuit, ladies and gentlemen, of Derek Carr as the quarterback of the Washington Commanders. His middle name is Dallas. Say goodnight to the bad guy. <laughs> what was David Carr's middle name? Uh, Houston? I don't know. I just took it down. I don't care. <laughs> but it's, I, I'm it, checking it. Um, His brother, uh, da- oh, my God. You want to take a guess? Um, David Denver Carr. Pretty close. Pretty close. Want to take a guess? I can't guess. I looked it up myself. Oh. They're playing North Carolina tomorrow night. Duke. David Duke Carr? I mean, let let me just. Something like DDC. Because that's the initials. No, here's what I haven't figured out. Their next kid was named Donnie Yankee Carr. Never mind. Donnie Lakers Carr. Isn't there other kid, Deacon? Deacon Lakers car. Mm. Maybe they were ACC fans because Deacon, of course, is the mascot for Wake Forest. Well, but that no, makes no, no but, sense but, but in but Fresno, California. The, the connection that I'm trying to get is Dallas. Oh, we grew up Cowboys fans because we're in Fresno, California. You should have been a Niners oh, fan. We're Duke's fan, Duke fans because that's the hot ticket item. And we see Christian Leitner making miracle shots in Coach K. So where's the Yankees? Where's the Lakers? It could have been. What if they say Derek Manchester Jeter. United Carr? David Jeter Carr. That would have been good. I mean, at least that would be somewhat sort of okay. Can you imagine that grief if he if he didn't play well? 
Derek I, Dallas Carr? We just stumbled on something that is mind-blowing. I had no idea that these two guys were named Derek, David, uh, Derek Dallas Carr and David Duke Carr. Please, go away. Kick <laughs> all the rocks and just go anywhere yeah. but here. Yeah, Fresno's about 185 miles from San Francisco. So they could have been Northern California's football team. They could have been Fresno's. Yeah, they could have been. Fresno's team. They could have been, but in all likelihood, they probably looked around and said, hmm, that team wins more. Even though the 49ers won a lot back then, that team wins. Oh, oh, daddy, that team's cool. Or daddy and mommy said, you know what? We really like. We really like that Roger Starbuck guy. We really like that Troy. Jimmy Jones. Well, the dad's name is Roger, but he spells it with a D in it. I mean, so well, it's probably not his. Not choice. the same as former Colts wide receiver Roger Carr, who spelled it conventionally, R O G E R. Roger Carr was a good receiver. I mean, for those Colts teams in the seventies. David Duke Carr and Derek Dallas Carr, please go away. Won't be signing here. You can you can sign elsewhere, Derek. Can't have you with that middle name. Of course, now, if Terry McLaurin's middle name is Dallas or something like that, maybe we're willing to uh, push that aside because he's our best player. We'll see. 301-230-0980. Derek Carr, any thoughts on him here? We've got some more calls to get to. We'll do that next. Plus, an NFL running back could be in some trouble. His agent says, eh, maybe not so fast. We'll give you the details coming up next right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. After the Wizards dispose of Portland tonight, you'll be getting some of this this evening. You get two events for the price of one tonight. Great entertainment at Capital One Arena. 301-230-0980. You know where I'm going to be? We're not talking about Derek Dallas Carr either. Yeah, you know where I'm going to be? I'm going to be on my warm couch, probably passed out, watching anything and everything. The Wizards specifically, a little Friday Night Smackdown mixed in, and a little Triple D, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives mm. on uh, Food Network. Mm. And where I'm not going to be is out in the freezing cold, walking to my parking garage from Capital One Arena. No offense. I mean, I love you, Wizards. I hope you win. I hope everybody has a good show, concert, whatever. I hope Denny Avdia scores 30. I hope they win a seventh in a row. I'll come and see you when it's a little bit warmer. Got a referee tonight, or I would I would have tried to go to this game just so I could go to the post-game concert and stuff like that, too, because that's really good value. I think, I mean, credit yeah. Ted credit Ted and the uh, Wizards for putting together a pretty good entertainment value they've done, uh, for that They've done a good tonight. job with that, no doubt. No and doubt. they put it on a Friday night, which is, um, you know, which is uh, the best night to do it Friday yeah, or Saturday uh, without question. Right. I mean, I mean, again, they, you could argue, right. Why would you do it on a Friday night where it's more likely that you're going to get a better crowd than on a Monday or Tuesday night? You could argue that, but what night do people almost always kind of take off, you know, and look to do stuff Friday night, not Monday night or Tuesday night. Right. So you could, you could bring in Rick Ross and Ja Rule or one or the other 
hell, you could bring in, you know, Beyonce. And well, Beyonce is a little bit different. I'm well, sure. I was going to say out. they sold out a show so fast right. that they made a second one. Well, August that's because 5th, her and now I, I'm telling you, her husband is already saying, "Hey, honey, you come here. We, you know, we both make money." A warrant, according to Ben Baby of ESPN, has been issued <laughs> you still for. Don't, you still don't like that, huh? I'm just trying to move on to the topic. <laughs> um, a warrant has been issued for the arrest of Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon. According to Ben Baby's story, complaint of misdemeanor aggravated menacing, according to court records, filed in uh, Hamilton County, Ohio, on Thursday. The Bengals said they are aware of the charges against Mixon. According to the warrant, Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at an individual January 21st and said the person should be, quote, popped in the face. Very Very nice thing to say to somebody. Uh, the warrant states the incident occurred on the intersection of Walnut Street and East 3rd Street in downtown Cincinnati mm-hmm. one day before the Bengals defeated Buffalo in the divisional round of so the playoffs. So this allegedly happened. Here's the scenario. Okay, player, you know, one day before, Cincinnati to Buffalo, obviously a short trip. They leave on a – that game was on a Sunday. They leave on a Saturday, probably 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, somewhere in that range, make a short flight up to Buffalo, right? So if this story is true, if it's true, it would have had to have happened Saturday morning or, I guess, Friday late night, overnight, you know, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. when Joe Mixon is out bumping around maybe a couple of drinks and maybe gets into a argument with somebody and puts a ba- – one of the stories I read, I mean, I, I don't know if this story says it. Wait, he actually – like took out a gun, right? Or I, I thought I read that, maybe not, and said he should allegedly. be popped in the face allegedly, right? right. Now, so, according to his agent, Peter he Schaefer, sa- he said that he expects Hamilton yep. County officials to drop the Correct. charges today, stating that it was a rush to judgment, and he kind of chastised the police a little bit, um, saying that they have an obligation before they file charges, right? Because of the damage that can be done to the person's reputation to do their work, so. Well, this yep. happened two week, uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So, according to Peter Schaefer, the agent, and he might be right that they might drop the charges. They may have rushed to judgment. Whatever. You got to kind of wonder what was the, what was the Cincinnati Police Department doing all this time if they rushed to judgment and if they didn't do a proper investigation. There had to be something there. Well, you don't know when you don't know when the actual complaint came to life from the complainant either. Uh, that's fair. That's the that's only fair. thing we don't know when that that's actually fair. occurred. So the incident allegedly happened on January twenty first. The incident mm-hmm. allegedly happened. We don't know. You're right. When a when a complaint was made. Correct. That's that's a good point. I was going to say because the warrant just right came about. So, so so if if you're saying, I mean, if and again, based on what the agent is saying, you know, why did the complainant wait two weeks to bring up something like this if it was indeed as quote menacing as putting a gun in someone's right. face? So allegedly. so the so the only the only thing that I could counter that with is. If he had done it last week, people would be rushing to judgment and saying, oh, you're just trying to distract the Bengals. Oh, you're just trying to uh, get Joe Mixon out of the game. Oh, uh, terrible timing. Why don't you wait? That's one way. The other way is, you know what? 
A dude pointed a gun at my face and said I should be popped in the face. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm scared out of my mind. But what? But that, Chris, that's a. If somebody does that, you you file that complaint on January 22nd. Do you? Yes. With, with the way police works, with the way investigations work, Chris, if where we allow puts, criminals on the street all the time. I'm, I'm, Chris, I'm aware of that. But if somebody puts a gun in your face, you're calling 911 immediately. I'd like to think that I would. Okay, but I'm just trying to play devil's advocate here, I, and I have no idea if I'm barking up the wrong tree or not. If you're terrified. Or if you're, maybe he didn't, you know, I'm sure he, I, I guess he knew who, who it was. If you're terrified. Well, you, can't, you can't, I mean, you can't assume they knew right, who it was. Right, but may, maybe this complainant had something to cover up. Maybe he's just terrified. Maybe he's worried about Joe Mixon. Is, I, I filed charges on January 22nd, and Joe Mixon shows up my door the night of January 22nd or, or the morning of the 23rd and and, and shows up at my door with a gun uh, or a knife yeah, or okay. whatever. I mean, uh, again. That could happen, right? Joe Mixon has already gotten a second chance. I know. Okay. Rem- Which I is mean, why this is dangerous. You know, caught on the video, yes. punching the girl after she uh, inappropriately um, used a racial slur Absolutely. in his presence. Correct. And he reacted to it. So he's already gotten the second chance after, you know, after punching her in the face. And he's done all the right things, but was was very remorseful for it. Um, unfortunately, now, you know, and we don't know what this person did to potentially provoke. I mean, we've seen how people try to provoke, you know, incidents, you know, with, with superstar athletes, mm-hmm. you know, hoping that maybe they get punched in the face. And for that punch, they can take a check. Yeah. You know, from that athlete or something like that, settle out of court, whatever. And if if Joe Mixon did something wrong here, then yeah, I mean he should be held accountable uh, for it. Uh, if indeed he did do, um, you know, something wrong here, he's but, not a free agent, so he doesn't have that to worry about right now. But a lot of talk though that be, you know, depending on what they're trying to do with the cap, that they might move on from him though. There was yeah, some, see, already been some discussion. I don't, I don't of that. know how they do that with Samaje P. Ryan being a free agent. I mean, Samaje is not an every down back. I, th- I, no. I think we know that. Even in Cincinnati, where he's had a good amount of success, he's not an every down back. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, you could draft an, another kid or, or bring another kid. Ty in. Ty so, Spears of Tulane yeah. would be fabulous. Okay. He's a three down back, and he would be awesome right. in that system with I, that team. I, I mean, you know, like. If you all right, so now if you're Cincinnati, right, if you are trying to move on from Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. even if this gets completely wiped away, if I'm an acquiring team, if I'm a team that's interested in upgrading my running game, if I'm say uh what's a team that doesn't that has a religious aversion of running the ball? Um Buffalo. All right. Buffalo does not like to run the ball. If I'm thinking, hey, you know what, Joe Mick, let me make a trade for him. How do you like go and process that if you're Brandon Bean, if you're Sean McDermott? I I mean, these teams are going to say, no, we feel comfortable. We we did our we we did our homework. Well, guess what? You're hanging out with Joe Mixon at three o'clock in the morning on a Friday night into a Saturday morning. When he's bumping around downtown Cincinnati. If you traded for Mixon, in theory, you'd have him for two years under team control right right now. Right. 
But but you see you see what I'm getting. So now even if the charges get dropped, mm-hmm. if I'm an acquiring team, knowing what happened at Oklahoma, and granted it's been a while, right since that, was that incident happened. 2014. Yeah, I mean seven years. Mm-hmm. To my knowledge, nine years, Chris. Uh huh. Nine years. Or nine years. Whatever. Uh, to my knowledge, there's nothing else that has happened in between. I, I don't remember. No, re- no recalling I mean, he's been incident. fine. Uh, like I said, he, you know, he he took the hit for that, right? And you know, has done everything he's supposed to do since then. Bengals invested in him in a four-year, forty-eight million dollar deal. All right. How about so, how about this? If you're the Giants and say, and and you say, you know, we'd like to bring back Saquon Barkley, but we can't pay da- uh, Daniel Jones this. Uh, Saquon, man, you're awesome, buddy. Uh, but we just can't we just can't do it. Uh, they maybe they tag them and trade them, whatever. But you're you're thinking, you know what, Joe Mixon, let's make a trade for him under team control, like you said, cheaper cost, what have you. How much do you think Barkley's going to get? Because Mixon's at ten would be at ten million over the last two I mean, years. Barkley's of Barkley's probably going to get year. thirteen or fourteen million per year, somewhere in that range. But you see what I'm saying, like like. If, if you're Buffalo, if you're the Giants, you have this dilemma of, do we go and get a guy like Mixon, mm-hmm. who has a questionable background? I think that's safe to say. Regardless of whether this incident happened or not, a questionable background. How do you feel comfortable to arrive at, hey, we know this kid. We know this young man. We know we can keep him under wraps. I I can't do that. So, to me, he would be completely off limits, whether this second incident is true or not. And I'm sorry. Maybe I'm making up my mind too quick. If I was Brian Dable and Joe Shane, if I was Sean McDermott and uh, and Brandon Bean, no thanks. Again, the ability to acquire a cheap, younger running back, even in this draft, is there for teams that want to go that route. I mean that that's I mean that the teams have certainly over the yeah. past 10 years outside of the one guy you know every now and then that sticks out like a healthy Barkley before he tore up the knee mm-hmm. was a, was a slam dunk. I mean you, his ability was you know definitely above average and off the charts and right. when we've seen him healthy he's been able to uh, produce at that level. The ability to get younger running backs at a much cheaper cost is just too just too easy. For teams right. Uh, right now, so I mean, I, I don't think I don't think they would be shopping. I think his best value right now is to the team he's with, with with Cincinnati, and like you said, because P Ryan is a uh, you know free agent as well, so they could either draft somebody, or you know they let him play out the contract for for two more years because right. the production is certainly for the price you're paying him, the production uh, has been just fine. And if they throw this out, and this turns out to be, you know, a, a big to do about nothing, I don't really have a problem with Joe Mixon because, like I said, since the incident in fourteen, he's done all of the right things, and he has not done anything to tarnish the organization from that standpoint. So I, I, I would have to, I would disagree with you uh, on that. I would have no problem bringing the player in to play for my team if, indeed, this becomes all to do. Uh, about nothing. 301-230-0980. Chris tells us what's trending. 
Yep, it is a menacing charge, a misdemeanor aggravated menacing charge, according to court records in Cincinnati. Complaint filed on Thursday in Hamilton County, Ohio. So there was uh, a little bit of a gap between the alleged January 21st incident a day before the Cincinnati Bengals uh, left for and then beat the Buffalo Bills. Joe Mixon, their starting running back, accused of saying that he would uh, pop somebody in the face Uh, So, obviously, a a situation that is unfolding, and according to his agent, Peter Schaefer, he expects Hamilton County, Ohio officials to drop the charges this morning, being that it was a rush to judgment. Just touched on that. Also, earlier this hour, Derek Carr in the crosshairs. He said last night at the first Pro Bowl games at the Raiders facility, He's not going to help his soon-to-be former organization and extend the February 15th trigger date on the contract that would call for $40 million of guarantees in order to kick in. And as we just talked about a couple of minutes ago, Wizards back home tonight. Hopefully there will be no delays or cancellations with the post-game concert in fold. Right here on the Team 980, 645 for the pregame with Dave Johnson, Glenn Consor, and company. And then the Wizards and the Portland Trailblazers as the Wiz try and win seven in a row. And that's what's trending. Coming up top of the hour, Jordan Dejani from CBS Sports joins us. Wait a second. You're chuckling. He's smirking. What, yes, because, what, what am I missing here? Because Jordan's got a great tweet. It says, oh. jumping on the Team 980 at 11 to preview the Rick Ross concert at Capital One <laughs> Arena tonight. Maybe talk some NFL if there's time. <laughs> I love a guy that gets it Jordan, and listens Jordan, to the show. Jordan's a good dude. We like Jordan. I like that. I love we it. I like Jordan. Love people that listen. Love people that get it. I didn't see that. Uh, I missed that somehow. So. Just saying. Okay. You know. I mean, love it. I, listen, At the Jordan Wizards, the, listen, on Twitter, the Wizards by the way. should be very, very, very happy with us. Mm-hmm. The last two weeks, we've done a lot of Wizards talk, and you promoted the concert and therefore buying a ticket and the value. Like over and over and over again this morning, and and you've been singing Rick Ross all week, and Maddie's been bumping back with Rick Ross all all, all show. I mean, we've done a lot. We had Denny on. We t- hell, we did hours of Wizards talk last week. Uh, not as much this week because they haven't played as many games. Although we did a bunch on Tuesday morning after their last game. We haven't so much in the last couple of days. The Wiz. I mean. We're just we're, all we're asking. We're good partners to hey, the Wizards, yeah, baby. I mean, all we're doing is asking, uh, you know, another team in town, just be relevant. Yeah. Just be relevant. And the Wizards are yeah. accepting that challenge uh, right now with Portland in town tonight. Scott to Hagerstown and talk to Will on line one. What's up, Will? Oh, well, I'm online. What up, Will? Hey, uh, I've got a couple points. Yes, sir. Um, why would the commander sign Derek Carr? Why? Yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't that really strap their cap? All depends on I mean, how much. Get, right. All yeah. depends on how much it would cost yeah, them. But, you know. Why, that, why would you find him first, though? Well, I mean, look at what Ron did. Look at how desperate Ron was for a veteran quarterback last year in acquiring Wentz. I mean, you, you have to at yeah, least. That, don't you think that's a mistake? I mean, look. 
it, it you have to look at it from Ron's perspective. If you're asking me specifically, would I would I take my chances and go with Sam Howell? Yeah, yes, I, I yes. would. I would go. I would roll with Sam Howell and try to shore up many other positions that I have that are also of a great concern to the potential success of this football team. So yes, if you're asking me, if you put me in the GM chair. I'm rolling with Hal, and I'm spending my money where I need to improve multiple other positions just to keep up with the three teams in my division. All right, here's my second question, uh, and I'm not going to keep you long. Wouldn't you resign Heineke or not? <sighs> Only if the price is right, and the price for me being quote-unquote right what is two, be, two years, uh, $8 million, dollars, no more. All right, so, all right, well, I've got two more questions, and hopefully you stay on the line with me. Don't you feel the need that, and I'm a Giants fan, but I listen to your, I listen to your show every day. Uh, Appreciate Don't you need to get offensive line help? Yes, well, yeah. That, yeah, there's there we no go. doubt. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. That's, uh, that has to be uh, maybe either that or linebacker have to be priority number one uh, for this team in the offseason. Absolutely. I mean, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why you go with Hal, who's cheaper, that allows you, if you want to, uh, to pursue you know, something else in free agency. Yeah. Thanks, Will. Appreciate you. Appreciate you listening. Not bad for a Giants fan, huh? Yeah, I mean, I'm just, just saying. Let's go, out to, uh, let's go out to Vienna and get Jeff in here since we were talking about Joe Mixon. What's up, Jeff? Morning, gents. What's going Jeff, on? How are you? Chris, uh, my question for you is in a segment called Touchdown at 10, how can you possibly bring up the name Christian Leitner? <laughs> Sorry. That, well, that, I mean, the guy's middle name was Duke, and we were talking yeah. about a football player. Yeah. So that, that's, that, Yeah, that's ultimately how that, we got there. That's a faux pas of untold proportions. Yeah, Jeff, right? you, you know how my, my warped brain works. It, it doesn't work very well to begin with, but when we – start kind of extrapolating things. I had no idea. I was horrified when Pedro broke the news to me that it was Derek Dallas Carr. And then to find yeah. out that it was David Duke Carr. Uh, again, maybe his sister is Denise Lakers Carr. I have no idea. It just horrified me. Well, Pete, you will certainly agree he should not even have been in that game to accept the pass from Grant Hill and make that shot. Uh, yes, the stepping on one's chest could elevate to a flagrant and ejection uh, in that game. Yes. Yeah. So change of subject to hell of, hell of a shot, though, by the way, hell of a shot. I guess so. Um, <laughs> so, so Chris, uh, Ron and his partner are minus two and likely to miss the cut at least after one day. So Sunday he can get back to work. Does that make you feel better? Yeah. Thanks, Ron. You, you, it, it, with the exception of, you, you know how this works, right? There's still going to be like some celebrity shindig or or whatever that I'm sure he's going to be attending, and maybe he'll go out and watch the tournament. I don't know. Maybe he'll go and see pops, which I have no problem with. But my my problem too is early next week if if they follow the trend that they have for every year he's been the head coach. He's going to Super Bowl Radio Row. 
to Hobnob and be a guest on everyone's radio show and everyone's TV show. He's a weekly guest on NFL uh, NFL uh, radio. I know that with uh, Jim Miller and Pat Kerwin. Yeah, I, I mean, you could do that from anywhere. That's mm-hmm. radio. He goes to actual radio row and spends a day or two, maybe three days. There's competition committee stuff maybe possibly that he's got to attend to. I would think to. 100% there's I mean, that. I, I, you know, again, here Ron's a good man. He's done an admirable job. In a lot of ways, I need him. I need him to be again more focused on the problem at hand. Yeah, I, 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 I cannot take and you know average and mediocre. Like, okay, listen. I know the difference between when we do a good show and an average and mediocre show. I feel like poop when we do an average or mediocre show. I feel pretty good about us when we do a good show. I mean, I'm tired of average and mediocre. I need really good. Or but don't good. you take a don't you take a week's vacation somewhere along the way? Yeah, I'm taking like five days off to go see my dying mother. But again, in two weeks, in a week and a half. But you're taking you're taking time off. Yeah, that I is hope everybody you, right? can justify that because you know, of course, I'm I, because of course I have the Senior Bowl going on, and no, I I. Here's how I warp my brain is. I waited until the bleeping Super Bowl was over to go see my dying mother. Oh, who's, the, the, who's been in and out of the hospital for six months. I, I, I wish you the best on that, Chris, and I love your passion on the topic. Thanks, so uh, on Mixon, they just announced that the judge is going to drop the charges, but he has to notify the young lady or the, the woman first. Um Third and Walnut is right in it. I mean, it's literally a block from both of the stadiums. No, nope, I, I don't know what happened. Uh, downtown Cincinnati is the last place in the world where you need to feel like you're walking around carrying a gun, except for one part of town. It's not like it's Union Station or any of those places. And, you know, the city council in, in Cincinnati hasn't decriminalized carjacking or anything like that yet. So. I just want to wait and see what happens. I mean, uh, you know, the Oklahoma thing was bad. Pete, you and I are girl dads. I hope our girls would never spit on somebody and use a racial slur on them. Um, I certainly would not tell my daughter she got what she deserved, but we would have a talk about how you treat other people as well. So I, I just want to wait and see what comes out of it. And, you know, if they cut them after June 1st, it's $7.2 million on the saving on the salary cap. And I'm expecting Joe's extension to get announced sometime within the next two or three weeks. So there's a lot of moving parts here. Thanks, Jeff. Appreciate you. Have a good weekend, buddy. Jordan, yeah, Jordan, you guys too. You got it. Jordan Dejani, CBS Sports, joins us next to talk some NFL right here on the Team 980, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app.